the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, final hour of the week, Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad I was able to make it through the entire week with the persistent cough uh, abating a bit that kept me out four days last week. Thanks for your patience. Really excited to have you here, if you didn't hear it live, the interview with Victor Davis Hansen, Senior Fellow Hoover Institute. Uh, you see Dr. Hansen on with Tucker Carlson, and he is um, an amazing articulate, eloquent, conservative speaker uh, whose books, The Case for Trump, The Dying Citizen, many others, uh, whose columns, whose podcasts are filled with truth and logic and will arm you with truth and logic to push back against the left. That aired live at 1133, and it will be on the podcast at 989theanswer.com. At 1233, we'll talk to Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Uh, It is a pro-capitalist, pro-business think tank. And I want to get Matt's perspective because he's a very smart guy. You can follow him on Twitter at OhioMatt. I want to get his perspective on the story behind the headlines on the whole Intel Jersey Township thing. How will that change that area? Is this an unimpeachable slam dunk for Ohio or other things we should bear watching? Crime in Columbus is something that we watch. Sometimes we get a very close view of it. Sometimes it happens to us. A mother of five children had it happen to her on January the 8th of last year. She was at a Kroger on the north side, 1 p.m. Grabbed what she wanted at Kroger, came outside, and she was assaulted by a 14-year-old girl. And when the mother fought back, she's the mother of five, by the way, when she fought back and wouldn't just hand over her purse with her passport and a brand new phone and her money and her ID and her keys, when she just wouldn't hand it over, uh, the teen proceeded to beat her. And another teen who had brought the person who was assaulting uh, this mother joined in while they did get her purse, and they didn't get her car. Here's what this mother of five told ABC6. I wasn't going to just give her what she wanted. I put up a little bit of a struggle, fought back with her. She continued punching and hitting and trying to get my purse from me. She continued to keep punching me and kicking, threw me to the ground. It was a pretty hard hit. They did get my purse, all my belongings in it, money, ID, passport, and new phone. So this mother had the presence of mind to take down the license plate of the car that brought this criminal to the scene. And so they finally found the girl. 
And the girl went to court. And when she went to court, this mother, Amy, found out that the girl who attacked her had at least nine other charges against her. Nine. At one point, this girl had been wearing an ankle monitor, an electronic ankle monitor that she cut off and was then on the run for a month and a half. So how did Amy handle this? Well, it obviously and understandably traumatized her. She said for a long time, if people would come and knock on her door, she would scream. She was terrified. After all, the people who did this to her had her address where she lived, whatever was in her wallet, whatever was in her purse to give them personal information about her. The people who did this to her had it. So finally they caught the kid and they notified this mother who was assaulted that the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office wanted to hear from her to get her input on the crime because they're supposed to take the victim's feelings into account, right? The judges supposedly want to know that. The prosecutors want to know that. The public defenders should know about that so they can provide the, I don't know how, but most adequate defense. Um, Amy placed five different phone calls to the uh, prosecutor's office. No one called her back. No one called her back. She says this to ABC6. What it says to me is, we continue to be victims of the system. Not only was I a victim of this girl, but the system has not served me right. I've not had any justice from it. But it's also not serving the girl. No, it isn't. All the wokesters would tell you. The wokesters who include our Franklin County Juvenile Court judges who pushed back against Operation Game Over which has seen upwards of 500 cars carjacked this month. Those judges say, well, you don't dare put these kids into the criminal justice system because you will make them criminals. Interesting how we have such a heart to protect the juvenile criminals, and we don't care anything about moms of five. Should anybody be made to live in America in a culture where somebody can beat you up in broad daylight, and not only will no one come to your aid, because I could get shot, I could get stabbed, whatever, let you get beat up, but that then the prosecutor's office, which is supposedly there to protect you, won't call you back when you answer their letter to interact with them. And then you have to know that this kid will go into court and get just what she got, probation. Probation, because she was deemed to be a, quote, low risk, unquote. She beat someone up in broad daylight, a mom of five. She stole her purse. She cut off an ankle monitor prior to this, clearly showing her disdain and disregard for the laws of society. But she's 14 or 15, and we wouldn't want to turn her into a career criminal. I mean, after all, she only has now 10 arrests. Sure, she'll show that she's on a career path to being an outstanding young person. Probably grow up and run for Olentangy School Board and win. This is completely unacceptable. But it's reality. It is our reality. 
And then we have fools like Columbus City Council President Shannon Harden, who tells ABC6 that city leaders will continue to address the crime problem. Oh boy, thank you, Council President Harden. That's really what we want, is another press conference where you and Andy Ginther and Elaine Bryant and others stand up and address the problem. Talk about it. Demonize it. Label it unacceptable. Are you out in the inner city dealing with this in your own life? You know, a few months ago, I was talking about crime in the city, and we had a caller to the station. And he said his name was Mohammed, and he said he was Somali. And he was agreeing with me that living in Franklinton, living in Linden is completely intolerable because of the failures of our city leaders like Andrew Ginther and Shannon Harden and Zach Klein and everybody else on city council and on Columbus City School Board. And then after that, there was a murder of a Somali imam named Muhammad. I don't know if it was the same person. I certainly hope it was not. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Because this is more likely to happen to someone who sees the problem for what it is. A lack of discipline, a lack of parenting, a lack of prosecution, a lack of consequences for action. Muhammad, that I spoke to on the phone, understood that. He was a. I asked him, why don't you move? Why don't you get out of there? I live here because other Somali people like me live here, and I want to serve them. And someone answering to that same name, dedicated to that same purpose, lost their life because, quite likely, of someone like this, They're already criminals. They already have shown they do not belong in polite society, and then we cannot have an orderly society if they are in that society. There must be swift, sure, severe consequences for this kind of behavior. And if there are not, worse things will continue to happen to moms like this mother of five who spoke with Channel 6. It's it's a sad but true commentary on where we are in our culture today. Ah, there's a development in the censorship situation involving the Olentangy school board last night. They set aside a half an hour for public comment. Only one parent signed up to speak. Uh, It was a father in the district who had read a book or looked at a book that his son or daughter brought home. And the book was laced with profanities. And he exchanged assorted emails with the superintendent. Didn't get the satisfaction he wanted. Decided he'd go to the board meeting and speak. Seems like a pretty reasonable way to handle the situation to me through channels, right? Signed up to speak at the board, and the board wouldn't let him speak. Wouldn't let him speak. Why would they not let him speak? Were they overloaded with other people who want to speak? No. Did 
They not have time? No. They set aside a half an hour for public comment. Nobody else wanted to comment. He's only allowed to talk for three minutes. All he had to do is sit there and listen for three minutes. Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate your input. Now we'll go on ignoring you because you're a parent. No, they couldn't even give him that grace. They said, oh, you're not allowed to speak because you have to be here by 6.30 and you got here at 6.31. Here's how that sounded. We did not have submissions at the beginning of the uh, meeting before we started, um, so we will not have any uh, participation this evening. If you're going to enforce a policy that's not anywhere online, you need to make sure the policy's online to try to silence people. There's not anywhere online that says you need to show up prior to the meeting to, sh- to, to be able to speak in public comment. It's ridiculous that you're trying to enforce a policy that's not shared anywhere. Absolutely ridiculous. Policy 0169 on what was, are you ready for this, school board appreciation night. (laughs) Each of the five members, and here they are again, you're stuck with them, by the way, until the end of 2023, you wasted your opportunity to elect good people, and you elected Kevin Dabberkow and Brandon Lester instead. The board president is Kevin O'Brien. You can email him, Kevin underscore O'Brien. O-B-R-I-E-N at O-L-S-D dot U-S. His phone is 740-657-4090. Deluge him with calls telling him what you think of censorship. 740-657-4090. Mindy Patrick is a board member. And Dr. Lakeisha Wise is a board member. Okay, so last night was board appreciation night, and all five of them got big bouquets of flowers and gift certificates and student artwork. So on the night they got the spoils of being a board member, uh, they would not allow a father of someone in the district to speak. They also have at the Olentangy schools placed signs that are made to look homemade, but are instead not homemade, saying, we appreciate our board members. We appreciate our board members. You talk about drunk on power and drunk on adulation. Um, and then you go on the Facebook page and see this video, and there are, I, I mean, these, these wokesters didn't get, they didn't cheat to get elected. They actually had nut jobs vote for them. So I feel really bad for you if you're in your Olentangy district because you don't have any place to go. Well, yeah, you do. You have private schools to go to. You have homeschooling to go to. Pull your kids out. Pull your kids out. Advocate for the backpack bill. Do all the things that you can do to show them with your viewpoint that you are not going to put up with this. Wow, this is a welcome call. I spoke about uh, Mohammed, who I had not heard from since... uh, the murder of an imam named Muhammad, and I was so fearful it was the same gentleman. 
and it turns out it was not. Muhammad, are you there? I'm here. Great. Uh, I was not trying to be dramatic, but I was genuinely concerned for your safety after reading what I wrote about a gentleman who shares your name. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I did want to let you know that I'm alive and well. I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm listening to your show every day, and it was a coincidence. I was in my mom's house with your show on. I stepped out, got back in the car, and then I heard you talking about Elaine Bryant and you know the uh, useless mayor, unfortunately. And then I heard my name come up, and you know I'm glad to hear you. You know, keeping up with current events in our community, and you know I, I just wanted to let you know that there's a lot of you know, Somali conservatives listening to your show, and we all appreciate what you do every single day. Uh, tell me about uh, the gentleman who was working for your community and working in your community and uh, how this has uh, landed in your community to have such a man who was dedicated to serving others uh, bef- befallen by this horrendous violence epidemic that we have in Columbus. The worst part about it is a larger part of my community usually votes left and votes Democrat, unfortunately, and they like to turn a blind eye to the violence because it's not happening to them. And now that it's happened to someone in our community that's pretty well known, uh, you know, that's when people want to, you know, be up in arms saying what's really being done about this. You know, Elaine Bryant's not doing anything. Mayor Ginther's not doing anything. And then I feel like in our community, at least, you can only do, you can, there can only be so much inaction before hopefully people start voting the right way, in my opinion. So, Yeah, we have mechanisms in place in our society to change these things, and for elected officials and public servants who are not responsive, um, you know, we just can't vote our lifelong practices. We have to demand action uh, from these folks. So I appreciate that you are working for that. Uh, it encourages me to know that there are others uh, like you who see this issue for what it is, um, that you're not going to just be appeased and uh, told some flowery things and continue to vote for people who are really not doing anything or not affecting any change that needs to be made in your community. And I'm so glad to hear from you. Thank you for calling and letting me know that you're safe. And I, I certainly pray that you and your uh, friends, family, and fellow citizens remain safe. Thank you, Bruce. It's really great to hear from you. Thank you. Great to hear from you, too. And thank you for listening to the show. Muhammad calling us. That's a big, big relief. Um, there, are, there are many, many good people who realize what's going on in our city, who realize that uh, our city officials are not going to do anything that they think could put them at risk. Uh, they have to be held accountable or the change won't happen. The change will happen if they think it'll take them out of office. But we have to continue to push for it. And we have to continue to shine a light on that truth. Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.